the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome to Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason, and I'll tell you what, a lot, a lot going on. A major, major, major revisions to the jobless claims. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, and I say this because this is just another example of the credibility that is being lost uh, here in the United States, and really not here in the United States, abroad, globally. Uh, I've said it, and I've been saying it for how long. We've got a bunch of clowns. Jay Powell is a clown. Janet Yellen is a clown. Joe Biden is a clown. And the rest of the world has taken notice. Uh, I would say in the last week, more has been done in the last week to destabilize the dollar than I've seen in the 20-plus years that I've been doing this radio show. Uh, it has been incredible. Uh, countries that we would consider to be allies. Uh, the, the, the real big problem is countries that really are the biggest countries in the rest of the world outside of us. I mean, we're talking about China, we're talking about India, we're talking about Brazil. These countries really are the huge economy. Think about it, in this hemisphere, Brazil's the second largest economy in the world. In this hemisphere, right? China's already number two, India's number three. In the world, right? Then you got obviously Russia and Saudi Arabia. Uh, by the way, we got, I don't think we'll get to it all. We got so much to talk about uh, between what's going on with jobless claims. Uh, w- w- the government just added hundreds of thousands of people. Miraculously, hundreds of thousands of more people apparently have been laid off than what they've been telling us. Uh, and on top of that, a huge meeting occurred in China between the Chinese, the Russians, the Saudis, the Iranians. Oh, and by the way, uh, Brazil was uh, brought up to speed, if you will. We'll talk about all of those things. But how much does your portfolio weigh is going to be a very, very important question. And it, and it, well, it's already important. But I'm just telling you right now, just wait a little bit and you're going to find out how important it is. 800-951-0592. AllAmericanGold.com is the website. And, and Jason A. Uh, just so you know, the headline number 228,000 people filed for unemployment claims uh, for the very first time. Now, we haven't had a number above 200,000 like all year. Right? We've had 180s, 190s. 
Uh, and then this morning, uh, the, the government said, well, you know, maybe, just maybe, we were being a little overly generous with the seasonal adjustments, and they went back for the last nine weeks. So essentially they said, hey, we, we took all of March and all of February and added 50,000, job losses per week to all of those numbers. But how they got it to play out better was they said, oh, by the way, last week when we did this show, I told you the government said 194,000 people filed for jobless claims. This week, what they did is they said, nah, it wasn't. It was 246,000 so that way, Jason, it made the 228000 from today look a lot better. <laughs> right? I mean, but everyone, most uh, people would have been like, oh, my God, what, it was 30,000 more people lost their jobs all of a sudden this week? Oh, no, 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 that didn't happen. No, 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 no. Actually, you know, we screwed up, and, and it was just, it was, it was less. Sounds like they're rigging the numbers again, Joe. <laughs> yeah, tell the tell the story they want to hear people to hear instead of uh, what's actually happening. Why don't they just get the right numbers the first time and, and give them out so people can uh, digest what's really going on? But uh, you know these these adjustments are always going on. They're always having to adjust them, right? They are, the, the, these are numbers are way behind us a month or two months or even more, and, and they're they're readjusting them. You know. It's just, uh, what do you believe, right? It's uh, it was whatever story they want to preach to us, I guess. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, the countries are lining up. Uh, we'll, we'll get to all of it. We're going to play a clip from Tucker Carlson in the next segment. It's going to take most of that segment. Uh, but I want people to understand uh, things are starting to change and change very, very, very Quickly, uh, layoff announcements, Challenger Gray in Christmas, layoff announcements are up 500%. Plan layoffs grew again, uh, 90,000 up 15% from February's number. Job cuts have soared 270,000 so far in 2023. That's up. 400% from the last year. Uh, tech sector continues to get hammered, but this is the one that really caught my eye. Small businesses filing for bankruptcy at a record pace, surpassing the COVID crash. And Jason, this is a, something we have told and warned people about. Inflation is a small business killer. And apparently, without COVID money, they're starting to close their doors. Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason, we're going to talk about how's the world perceiving the U.S. and the U.S. dollar. That's coming up next. 800-951-0592, Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, this clip's going to take up most of the segment here. Uh, this is Tucker Carlson. Uh, sometimes it's good to hear from somebody else uh, in the view of the world about the United States and the U.S. dollar. Jack, let's play Tucker. The U.S. dollar has effectively been the currency of the world for our entire lifetimes. There was virtually no place on the entire globe you could go that would turn down a 20. 
Andrew Jackson's face beside the famous seal of the U.S. Treasury was probably America's best-known export, from Dar es Salaam to Sri Lanka to the smallest gold mining outpost in the Amazon basin. Every shopkeeper on earth recognized a $20 bill. The dollar was universal, and not just universal in commerce, though the majority of international transactions were conducted in dollars, but universally held as a long-term store of value globally. The world's central banks stockpiled U.S. dollars far more than any other currency. Now, most Americans may not have known that, or they did, but it doesn't matter whether they knew it. It was very good for everyone who lives here. Because there were so many U.S. dollars in circulation outside of the country, the cost of borrowing money inside the country remained artificially low. And that's one of the reasons that in this country, America, middle-class people could buy their own homes. The U.S. government, meanwhile, was able to run up astronomical debts without many obvious consequences. Now, from time to time, the Congress would debate something called the debt ceiling, but it was abstract. For most people, the entire topic didn't seem very relevant to their lives because for most of that time, it really wasn't. America printed the U.S. dollar. We controlled the global reserve currency, and that meant that for us, money was cheap. We had privileges that nobody else in the world had. It's been very nice, but what would happen if it ended? You don't even really want to think about that because the consequences would be too ugly, really ugly. But we started to worry about it about a year ago, really the day the Russian military rolled over the Ukrainian border. Now, by itself, that was a destabilizing event. War always is destabilizing and always challenges the existing order. But it was the West's reaction to the Russian invasion that seemed ominous. Policymakers in the U.S. went insane. Joe Biden, helped by his Republican allies in the Senate, appeared to be determined not simply to topple the Russian government in some kind of regime change war, but to blow up the post-war economic order that had served the U.S. so generously for so long. So we thought at the time that the real threat to our future wasn't just the billions we were sending to Zelensky. That was reckless, but probably not going to end America. The real threat was the unprecedented economic sanctions that Joe Biden was allowed to, in fact, encouraged to impose. Those sanctions, you'll recall, were supposed to hurt Russia. But even in March of last year, it seemed obvious they were going to hurt the United States much more than they hurt Russia. Here's what we said 13 months ago. We should prepare to lose our position as holder of the world's reserve currency. That is happening in slow motion. It's unmistakable. Now, the Biden people seem to have no idea this is going on, or maybe they want it to happen. Joe Biden was up there at the State of the Union bragging about how he took 30 points off the Russian ruble in a single day. Hooray! Good for us! But once we stop celebrating our win, the destruction of the Russian economy, they deserve it. you got to wonder, is there a downside to this? Could it be a Pyrrhic victory? Let's see. These policies have driven Russia, China, India, Turkey, and other countries to accelerate their flight from the U.S. dollar. Now, to be clear, that's the majority of the global economy. This may be the most reckless and destructive thing any American president has ever done to the United States. So that was last year, and at the time, it was really just yelling into the wind. Those views were considered absurd, even treasonous. Biden and his Republican allies described sanctions against Russia as morally essential. So we seized oligarchs' yachts at Anchor. We closed the Apple Store in Moscow. We were all assured these were important victories, and anyone who asked questions about their long-term economic consequences was a Putin stooge. That was the consensus in Washington last spring, in case you've forgotten what it sounded like. 
The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. But let's also recognize the unique nature of the sanctions that we have outlined. These are some of the greatest sanctions, if not the, the, the strongest, that we've ever issued. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. As to the sanctions, um, the most important thing we can do is to use them as a deterrent, uh, as a means of dissuading Russia from engaging in further aggression. We are right now enforcing powerful economic sanctions. We're cutting off Russia's largest banks in the international financial system, preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russian ruble making Putin's $630 billion war fund worthless. These people are such buffoons. And all the Republican senators nodding in agreement. You watch that and you wonder if they really believe what they were telling you. If they really did believe that, they're stupider than they look. These sanctions were never going to work in the way they promised because, unlike the United States, Russia does not have a late-stage finance economy. Russian oligarchs do not get rich from credit default swaps. They get rich from selling actual things that people need in order to live. Oil, natural gas, iron, fertilizer, coal, wheat. By some measures, Russia has the largest resource economy in the world. Oh, okay. So they could barter if they needed to. So a year later, despite the sanctions you were told are the greatest ever devised, the Russian ruble is just as strong against the U.S. dollar as it was before the war in Ukraine. So we didn't really hurt Russia with those sanctions, certainly not long-term. Who'd we hurt? Ourselves. E.J. Antoni and Peter St. Ange wrote an incisive piece in the Daily Caller last week that explains part of why this happened. Quote, a critical feature of a reserve currency is its apolitical nature, which Biden is now gutting. After both parties in Washington destroyed the dollar's stability with inflation, now the Biden administration has chosen to wield the dollar as a weapon. Together, these two factors send a message to foreigners, which is they should get out while they still can. In response to Russia's war with Ukraine, the U.S. froze the dollar reserves of Russia's central bank. To be clear, these were not American assets. These were dollars owned by the Russian central bank and the Russian people. The seizure was intended to cause bank runs and collapse Russia's credit system. It didn't work. Instead, it exposed the Biden administration's willingness to violate the trillions of dollars that foreigners rightfully own. The danger of this precedent is difficult to overstate, end quote. Now, all of us saw that happening, but you couldn't say anything because Russia, bad. We can't even watch their hockey teams. All right. But what do you think happened next as we were jumping up and down and talking about Winston Churchill? Well, smart, smart foreigners, and there are some, believe it or not, started to dump the U.S. dollar. Why? Because the U.S. dollar was no longer a reliable store of value. Suddenly, it was a political weapon that could be wielded at will against anyone who held it. So what if you had a border dispute with one of your neighbors that the State Department hadn't authorized? Or what if you accidentally criticized transgender theology and irritated the human rights campaign? Well, the U.S. government might denounce you as immoral and then confiscate all your money. Because they just did that with Russia. And as a result, dollars began to look much less appealing to the rest of the world. And so de-dollarization began. And it has accelerated at remarkable speed, almost without comment in the American media, over the last year. So Russia announced it will conduct business in Asia, Africa, and Latin America in Chinese currency. 
Brazil, which has a brand new government supported by the Biden administration, announced it will do the same thing. Brazil, largest economy in the hemisphere after ours. Pakistan is doing the same thing. That's a longtime U.S. ally. India and Malaysia, two of the biggest economies in the world, announced they'll be settling their trade in their own currencies, not the dollar. Even France, which we liberated, is using Chinese currency in a new liquefied natural gas trade. China and Saudi Arabia are now major business partners. And, and again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is happening around the world, and all of it is shutting out the U.S. dollar. And it's happening a lot faster than anybody could have predicted. Jack, stop and no one right in there. Washington that, that, seems... That we, we're getting the, the, the gist of, of that. By the way, uh, Malaysia now uh, has joined in with this, saying that Malaysia no longer believes it is necessary to depend on the U.S. dollar, their prime minister said during an address to the nation and the nation's parliament. Uh, they are now saying uh, that they will uh, start using the Chinese renminbi uh, on most of their major trades. Uh, Jason, the list keeps going. And again, we've used the dollar as, as a weapon. We've used the, Swiss, the SWIFT system as a weapon. Uh, you know, he... A couple of things. I mean, you know, hey, Joe Biden this, Joe Biden that. Uh, I, Democrat, Republican, all the same. Don't you agree? Listen, we've been doing this for a long time. We've been the bully on the block for a long time. Uh, we had no business in Russia, in Ukraine. Believe me, if most Americans knew the real truth, they would probably side with the Russians. I hate to say it, but Jason, that's the reality. Right, and you can blame whatever president you want, but presidents don't make these decisions. Biden didn't didn't think this master plan up himself and sanction countries. He signed off on what was done for him. You know, he's just a figurehead, and and the policy that was made, Joe. Who made the policy? Well, I think the moneyed masters of 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 this country made the policy of these sanctions. You know, the Federal Reserve wants these sanctions to happen. They used it as a weapon, the dollar. And, and Joe, we don't really know. They, they, when you're playing these games against the, the 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 big club who make all the decisions, we don't know what they want. Do they want the dollar to go down? Do they want to move into foreign markets? Do you know because they they are in league with all the other central banks of all these other so-called enemy countries? They all work together. You know, yep. the, the Chinese yep. central bank and the Fed work together. People want to think differently. These are these are businessmen. These are these are well, business again, markets. Let me let me let me explain it more simply. You know why they wanted the U.S. dollar? Because they knew way ahead of time. Hey, these are going to be the bad boys of the world. This is going to be the largest economy in the world. Guess what they know now? China is going to be the largest economy in the world. By the way, India is going to be the second largest economy in the world. And with that goes the spoils. And and essentially for everybody out there uh, that, that's hearing my voice, just understand what does it mean. Because I said, listen, the dollar is not going to go away. It's not. But it is going to be used significantly less. And what does that mean? Because most people don't understand what that means. And what that means is very simply your standard of living, our standard of living, 
is going to be lowered significantly. Why? Because, listen, the part of the great thing of being the reserve currency and everyone holding your debt is you got to live beyond your means. Right? How did we get $40 trillion worth of debt? Well, we convinced the rest of the world that they had to have dollars. But then, and really as, as things got further and further out of control, we started using it as a weapon. Think about it this way. These countries view the dollar like a bank. And they're worried about their deposits now. Not only are they worried about the dollar and the debt and what's happening, but they solved the banking crisis. And they were like, hey, wait a minute. You said that you fixed the problem. This is a bank. You know what? None of us have ever heard of this bank. It, it doesn't even have $200 billion of assets. How is this going to destroy the financial system? We haven't even talked about it. The European banks are mad right now. They've had more money leave their banks in the last month, and, and all because of what some bank that nobody had ever heard of? Yeah, you better smarten up when we get back. What were Saudi and Iran doing in Beijing? I'm going to tell you about that next. 800-951-0592. Quick look here at the markets. The Dow's down 100. The S&P's down 5. The Nasdaq's uh, up 6 points. Uh, gold's down 8. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm shocked that it's down eight but good news is today they decided i think jason we've got a new higher low uh the gold gold went down uh touched 2000 because come back here uh i thought it would rather i knew this jobless claim thing was coming yesterday i really thought we were gonna get get a big rally it's kind of funny how they they they're kind of brushing it all off but uh not not really bad news here for gold. Uh, above 2,000 right now, down 8, 2012. Uh, silver's only off 5 cents, uh, 24.98. This market recap brought to you by our friends at Y-Refi, right? They don't care about the Russian war. They don't care about the weaponization of the dollar. Uh, I don't think they care that Saudi Arabia, Iran, China, Brazil, Russia, Malaysia, Pakistan, India, right, the list just keeps growing, are all banding together. If you've got $50,000 or more and you're looking for a high fixed rate of return that isn't correlated to the stock market, check them out, invest yrefi.com, that's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. And Jason, uh, today, and I guess I, maybe even yesterday in China, the Saudis and the, and the Iranians were in town, uh, the first, this is the, First meeting between these nations and high-level meetings between these nations in over a decade. Of course, China had brokered this peace agreement. And it was very interesting 
the comments that came out of it, and I'm just going to read it to you. The era of the United States' involvement in the region is over. The regional countries are capable of preserving security and stability in the Middle East without Washington interference. And Jason, this is a big deal. Because why? What is the one thing the Middle East has? Energy. The biggest boy in the room. You heard Tucker Carlson talk about Russia. Hey, the United States did nothing to Russia. The Russian ruble isn't any weaker than when the war started. All the things that they've tried to do haven't were price cap. You can't buy Russian oil for more than $60. Guess what? That lasted for about a week. And then everybody out there was like, uh, we need oil. Russia, how much is it? Right? And Jason, uh, again, this is just the, the, the clowns that run America now. And I think by design, I think you're right. Listen, this is by design because guess what? This is where all the growth in the world is. When you look at what economies are the ones that are growing. Right? It's not the United States, it's not England, it's not France, it's not Germany, it's not Spain, it's not Italy. It's China, it's India, it's Russia, it's Saudi Arabia, it's the Middle East, it's Brazil. This is where the growth is. Well, with China brokering the deal at, uh, and growing their military, you know, in the last couple of decades, it's kind of a, uh, there's a new sheriff in town kind of moment, isn't it? You know, there's a, there's a new sheriff that's going to take over the uh, policing of this area, and and then uh, when they need to have a 9/11 and go in there and, and and beat somebody up that's not doing China policy, I guess China will be the next one to do it. I mean, is, is that what we're looking at in the in the years to come? Listen, I don't know. I think so. Sure looks that way. I would guess this is this is probably how it looked when we dethroned the pound, right? Who's the who's the big growth nation? We used to run huge trade surpluses. We provided the things that made the world go. We don't provide any of that stuff anymore. Now all we do is what? We try to bully. Right? I, I'm sorry, but that's what we try to do. And use it as a weapon. And and now guess what? The banker day listen. Jobs aren't coming back. to We're not bringing manufacturing. But, you know, we'll give you a token chip plant here or there. But when it comes to, to the provider of things for the world, it's not coming back to America. And, and think about all the countries that had the reserve currency before us. Jason, they've never gotten it back, right? We've never gone back. To any of those countries, right? We didn't go back to Britain. We didn't go back to France. We didn't go back to Spain. We didn't go back to Portugal, right? And, and we won't go back here. No, you know, it's 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 interesting when you watch uh, what's happening with China and, and will they have the world reserve currency? I mean, I, we could be heading for something brand new, uh, Joe, with digital currencies, uh, the IMF kind of being a model with a currency basket. And then the size of the economy is deciding uh, who, who's going to be a bigger player in the basket. Because I would say this, Joe: I don't. If China becomes the world reserve currency, 
I think they don't hold it very long. I actually believe India. I've seen I've seen the uh, the, the charts where India w- within two generations is a bigger economy than China and Nigeria lo- looking like it's going to overtake everybody also in in these decades to come. So uh, I don't know what their plan is, Joe, uh, but I think America could end up with manufacturing in the future if the inflation never ceases and it becomes less expensive to manufacture here because everything is so expensive, you have to make it here. And then we'll be inside our own little echo chamber because the rest of the world ain't there to help us. Yeah, it it won't be in our lifetime. Uh, I'll say that. And and it will be, it'll be quite a while before India catches China. Uh, it'll be decades, uh, before they, they, they get there. But, but yes, they will. I think you're right. Uh, they'll probably, uh, end up at some point passing them. You brought up Nigeria, another great country nobody's talking about. Uh, but it's interesting because, you know, yesterday, I thought it was today that's, I, and I, I don't know how, I, I've got this hanging in on my, the wall in the office here, uh, at the Arizona office at Patriot. It was executive order. It's funny how they used executive orders back then. Executive order 6102. Yesterday was the 90th anniversary. Signed by Franklin D. Roosevelt. Yep, that was what we like to refer to as the gold confiscation executive order. And really, it was just that. Right? The $20 gold pieces that were $20. Right? They gave you an extra 67 cents. And then 90 days later, after they took it from all of us, they said it's now worth 35 What a great deal. We'll talk more about that when we return. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason, uh, Gold's down 7, uh, 2013 in change. Uh, yesterday we were running uh, the $20 Liberties. Uh, we still have some available, $2,495 uh, silver, which is now flat, 2503 Premiums up. Again, an up big, a, a dollar an ounce increase on silver premiums. And, and Jason should, Jason hates that we say premium, right? Hey, the real price, the physical price of owning silver went up a dollar an ounce today. Just, just, just so everybody knows. Uh, say that gold's down seven, uh, prices didn't go down. Just telling you, prices ain't going down. If you want to pay more, wait longer. That's all I'm going to tell you. 800 951 Zero five nine two on the ninetieth anniversary. Most people didn't know uh, when the Federal Reserve came in. They had to the money supply. They had to have forty percent of the currency backed by gold. So if they had uh, printed, wanted to print a trillion dollars, they needed four hundred billion dollars of gold to do that. So when they, they, the thing that they hated, well gosh, we just can't increase the money supply. See, cause that's what the, that's what bankers love. That was the thing. They wanted to create debt and they couldn't. Because that, think about every solution to every problem, the central bank, oh, more money. That's always their solution. 
We know that's nonsense. But that was why. So people can understand. Now, people say, well, it wasn't confiscation because the America gave it up willingly. Really? Really? You closed the banks. And then you made the bank, the heads of the bank's IRS agents and opened up everybody's safety deposit boxes. So did we really give it up? I mean, I guess in a sense we did. You know, and I told this story uh, with my, my grandmother. My grandmother uh, was a teenager at that time. And, and, of course, being a teenager then, a lot different than being a teenager today, right? Everybody will agree with that, right? You're practically an adult if you're a teenager in the 1930s, okay? She said, hey, the country was in trouble. This was This was at a time where I think a lot of Americans had faith in the government. And they did. She said, yes, we wanted, everybody wanted to help. Right? And, 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 and again, I think one of those things, what did they, they used fear, right? They had everyone fearful. And hey, you've got to give up your gold so these people don't have to wait in the soup line anymore, right? I mean, that was really what it was all about. And then, of course, 1971, uh, they took us off the gold standard, which meant that foreigners couldn't take treasuries and get gold again, right? And only because, hey, they wanted gold; they didn't want they didn't want the dollars in either. But I, but I find it interesting. You know, think about this. This is what they've done. This is how much uh, money out of thin air they've created. That twenty dollar gold piece is now essentially twenty five hundred dollars. Great job. Great job. It only took you 90 years to do it. And think about how bad it really got, though, after 1971. 1971, the national debt was only $400 billion. You've heard me tell the story. And most of that was left over from World War II. And now, Jason, look at us. Now we've got the rest of the world meeting right out in the open, making all kinds of deals to get out of the dollar system, trade in their own currencies, trade in Chinese currencies. And these are the people with stuff. And I loved how Tucker Carlson put it with Russia. Oh, Russia can barter? I think that's going to be something the United States, a lot of people are after this digital currency comes in. I think barter is going to become very, very popular here here at home. And you better have some gold and silver to be able to do it with, Jason. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, a 100-fold increase in, in in the $20 gold piece. $20, that's $20 more than that. $20 to $2,500. I mean, that's a huge increase. And, and you said uh, when it came to gold confiscation that, you know, that one of the things that was said is that it was voluntary. But... I don't remember hearing about a vote about whether we should turn our gold in or even an election between candidates uh, on different sides of the issue and letting that determine where we were going to go. No, it was uh, it was just uh, put into motion, kind of like, you know, you said, an executive order, a, a executive government Executive order of all away. things, right? Yeah, executive yeah. order of all things. And, and again, uh, I, I will tell you right now, I don't think people don't understand. And even though I'm telling you, it hasn't affected you yet, so so you're like, okay, I, I'm processing it, but I, I don't have to do anything today. That's a fool's game. I'm just telling you right now. 
today Russia announced, hey, we bought 31 metric tons of gold. Now they just reported that we saw the, the, uh, uh, that the central banks bought 52 metric tons in February. Well, I guess, Jason, that number's wrong now because Russia just announced, hey, we've added 31 metric tons. Uh, so, so the, the, the buying spree, it, it's incredible how much these India's buying, China's buying, Malaysia's buying, Singapore's buying, Russia's buying, Turkey's buying, Brazil's buying. There's a pattern here. Yeah, I mean, I was I was just kind of covering an article. I was just reading as we were talking this morning about, uh, you know, the uh, a sovereign debt crisis worldwide is getting ready to happen. And, and uh, the, the article I was looking at, Joe, it was comparing to the 1950s. And then, of course, the record gold buying that started in the 50s and really accelerated in the 60s. And we're breaking we're breaking those levels, Joe. The, the world gold buying now is, is breaking those levels. A world sovereign debt crisis, right, Joe? Hey, that's what they're getting ready for. They get it. They see what's coming. They know that the, the fiat dollar's in trouble and that it's going to go digital and there's a price to pay. And they're getting ready. I hope everybody out there is getting ready. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment, coming up. 800 Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour, wrapping it up uh, really, really quickly here. Uh, goal 2013. Silver twenty five oh five twenty dollar gold pieces two thousand four hundred and ninety five dollars uh, silver eagle prices up now roll of silver eagles eight hundred bucks case of silver eagles nineteen thousand eight seventy five dimes and quarters I'm going to tell you right now if you want dimes and quarters buy them today I just got notification. Diamond quarter uh, prices way up. So tomorrow, uh, look, probably going $10 more on quarters, $5 more on, on dimes tomorrow. And really, right, so, uh, half dollars are unobtainium. So this just makes sense. So, uh, rolls of dimes today at 135, rolls of quarters at 270, at 800, 9510592. And Jason, this last one's for you. France. Now, in France, I don't know if you guys know this. France has got the same, right? They've got debt and this and that, and they're they're raising the age of of the of pensions, you know, for the for them to be able to retire. This is something I wish we'd be doing here. For, uh, pension protesters in France have gathered outside of Black Rock's Paris headquarters and have now stormed the building, right? I mean, this is what we should be doing, Jason. We should be storming the building of the Central Bank and Black Rock and State Street and saying, you know what, we're done with this crap. We're not doing it anymore. The problem with modern money and, and with uh, banking in general, when you have the bankers uh, pull all their thievery and their tricks, when you go in to demand what is yours, there's nothing there. That's, you know, that's the whole trick of the Federal Reserve note. It's There's nothing there. So when you go to bust into the building and demand your piece, it's like, well, here's your piece of nothing, and here's your piece of nothing. And uh, you know, sorry you believe the magic trick, but, uh, you know, ta-da, <laughs> right? <laughs> BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager. Think about this. This is so ridiculous. $10 trillion, really? 
that just tells you we've been telling you about them for a very, very long time. Uh, get that gold put away. Haircuts are coming. I'll say this. Tomorrow's jobs number is light, and it looks like by this massive revision in jobless claims, uh, I think this is going to be stoking the no-rate-cut move. Uh, and again, I thought we'd get a higher move today. We did get a new, I think we set up, though, maybe maybe it's better it happened this way, right, Jason? Kind of setting up, hey, here's our new higher low first before we go even higher. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 see what happens, Joe. I'm I'm actually uh, I, I don't have the date in front of me. The, the the CPI number, I think next week. That's that'll be. I think that's going to be a pretty big one as far as uh, rate hikes or, or stalling or even a reduction of the rates. Right. Yep. They get one more. Right. We get this. We get this jobs number tomorrow. The next Fed meeting, they won't have the jobs number till two days after. But Jason, right? We get one more inflation report. Between now and the Fed meeting. So I think between this jobs number tomorrow and that last inflation report, I think those are going to be the telltale signs uh, of one more or no more. 800-951-0592. Pinker Radio News Hour. Uh, God bless everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.